Mass shooting in Winnipeg kills two sisters. CST Coal Canada wants to deepen their coal mine despite being investigated for violating their license agreement. Air Transat workers vote to strike. Attack in Sierra Leone allows nearly 2,000 prisoners to escape. And trucker and farmer protest virtually stops transportation in Ukraine and Poland's busiest border crossings. Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. Let's start this morning in Winnipeg. More news is emerging from a weekend shooting that stole the lives of four people. The story from CBC News's Sarah Petz reports that four people were killed early Sunday morning, and they were Crystal Shannon Beardy, who's 34, Stephanie Amanda Beardy, who is 33, Malelek Lassere Lassikil, who's 29, and Dylan Maxwell Lavalley, who's 41. Crystal and Stephanie were sisters. Crystal was the mother of two boys and Stephanie the mother of two girls. Both were members of Lake St. Martin First Nation. A 55-year-old man remains in hospital and he was with them the night of the shooting. Police haven't arrested anyone in relation to the shooting. They don't know if they're dealing with one shooter or several shooters and they said that they will be increasing patrols in the neighborhood to try and make an arrest, which doesn't seem like a strategy to search for a suspect to me, but instead police and already over-policed community. But hey, what do I know? Police have not said why the people were together in the apartment. Next to Alberta, where CST Coal Canada is trying to deepen its open pit mine. The mine is located in Grand Cache, Alberta, and is currently being investigated due to releasing wastewater into local rivers. For this reason, the Alberta Wilderness Association says that the company should have to demonstrate that it can safely operate before the provincial regulator considers its request, reports Bob Weber with CBC News. Grand Cache is some 330 kilometers northwest of Edmonton. CST Coal wants to deepen two of its pits, one by 155 meters and the other by 210 meters. It would allow the company to access 3.3 tons of coal. Interestingly, Weber calls it quote-unquote steelmaking coal, which is not in quotation marks, though he does attribute this funny adjective to the company, which should be seen as crass PR because mining for coal to make steel is somehow considered virtuous, where mining for coal for heating is considered a vice. The Alberta Wilderness Association said that three times this year, water was dumped into rivers. Last December, more than 100,000 litres were released. In March, 1.1 million litres flowed into the Smoky River. And on June 19th, heavy rains and flooding led to some amount spilled into local rivers. It isn't known, it isn't known exactly how much happened in the most recent incident. The wastewater has selenium in it, which is toxic to fish, reports Weber. Now, before you think that we are superior to fish and selenium doesn't bother us as humans, I took 10 seconds to discover that selenium causes the following problems to humans. Quote, selenium can cause stomach discomfort, headache, and rash. High doses can cause hair loss, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, and weight loss. Extremely high doses can lead to organ failure and death. Unquote. And that is from WebMD. There are two investigations open right now against the company. One for CS 
GST failing to meet the terms of its license and one for, quote, not immediately reporting the release of a substance, unquote. There have also been worker health and safety concerns at the mine, too. There have been three instances where the stability of a rock wall have been questionable, and one time the wall fell partially burying a worker and a piece of equipment. CST didn't reply to CBC's questions. But in their reply to the concerns raised by the Alberta Wilderness Association, they said they couldn't comment because the matter is being investigated. Weber finishes his report with this very important information about who CST Group is. Quote, they are owned by CST Group, which is based in Hong Kong and incorporated in the Cayman Islands. It bought the mine in 2017 from the receiver after the previous owner, Grand Cash Coal, went bankrupt. The mines are both open pit and underground. Company documents say most of its coal is exported to Japan, Korea and China. CST employs about 300 people in Canada. Its leases cover almost 30,000 hectares in the northwest Alberta foothills. Unquote. Next, 2,100 air transit workers have voted 99.8% in favor of going on strike. Dominic Levassar, president of the air transit component of CUPE, said that while it's possible that a strike can still be averted, the next negotiations are going to be really, really important. The last collective agreement expired on October 31st, 2022. That's right, the workers have been without a contract for more than a year, something that probably played a key role in why the strike vote is so strong. I'll also mention that it's a bit poetic for this vote to be happening now, while Quebec Premier François Legault is dealing with the biggest labour action in the history of the province. Legault founded Air Transat. He doesn't have a stake in the company any longer, having quit in 1997 after he fell out with other owners, but I do find it funny that this man leaves strikes in his wake. Next to international news, to Sierra Leone first, where at least 20 people have been killed, including 13 soldiers, after targeted attacks at military barracks and prisons. The news is coming from the Sierra Leone military. Colonel Issa Bangara said that the people who carried out the attack were quote-unquote renegade soldiers. That includes both currently serving and retired soldiers, according to Al Jazeera. They launched a rocket at the prison that didn't break through, and so they rammed the front gate to break in. During the attack, some 1,890 people managed to escape the Pademba Road Central Prison. Police urged escapees to come back. Among the dead are three people who were involved in the attack. The government explained the attack by saying that there are some members of the military who are not loyal to the government of Sierra Leone. And finally, to the border with Poland and Ukraine, where Polish truckers and farmers have started a blockade at three separate border crossings. The blockade is jamming up a very busy corridor between Poland and Ukraine, and thousands of trucks are stranded as a result. The average time it's taking to cross the Medeka border is 91 hours. The protests are lighting through about two trucks per hour. The truckers are angry, saying that they're losing money from Ukrainian companies that are selling things cheaper and transporting them to the European Union. They're also joined by farmers who are still mad about low grain prices from Ukraine undercutting their grain prices. The protest started on November 6th. Reuters reports that they were demanding that the EU reintroduce a permit system for Ukrainian truckers entering Poland and EU truckers entering Ukraine, something that had been suspended since Russia invaded Ukraine. There would be exemptions for humanitarian aid and military supplies. The protesters deny stopping humanitarian aid from entering Ukraine, something that Ukraine has alleged is happening. They are also demanding that empty trucks from the EU not be included in the electronic lineup system in Ukraine, something that the country's Minister of Transportation supports. They also want to stop Belarusian and Russian truckers from registering companies in Poland to get around sanctions. 
So far, the party that has been most supportive of the Committee to Protect Transporters and Transport Employers has been the far-right party. They argued during the recent election that Poland has done too much to help Ukraine. Russia is still blocking the Black Sea ports, and so more pressure has been put than usual on rail and road transportation networks to link goods from Ukraine to the rest of Europe. Those are your headlines for Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Nora. It is Tuesday, so it's Sandy and Nora Day. New episode is coming out in a couple of hours. Definitely, you will enjoy it. It's the recording of our live show in Winnipeg. You're listening to this podcast at sandynora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and anywhere you get your podcasts. I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday.